Hello everyone, I'm recording this super fast because there are planes flying overhead and they've stopped for now, but I don't know when they're going to come back. Uh, no major content warnings for this episode. Uh, it's just talking about Kiki's delivery service, which is about as wholesome as you can get. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode and hope you catch the next one. Bye. It's Elise. Elise. How are you on today's episode of Necessary Tangents? I am good. You should introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Kiki. Um, we also have... Also Kiki! Huzzah! And today we're talking about... Kiki. Oops, all Kikis! Oops, all Kikis. I'm kind of superfluous here. <laughs> you can be an honorary yeah. Kiki for the day. Mm. I I feel like Kiki's delivery service is a lot of people's favorite Ghibli joint. When I mentioned wa- watching it to like coworkers and stuff, um, a lot of them were like, "Oh, that was like my introduction to anime." Mm-hmm. It does seem to be one of the more popular for sure, because I get people all the time when I say like, oh, you can call me Kiki. I always get, well, where's your delivery service? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, haha, very funny. <laughs> it's either that or they start singing that Drake song. Oh, that's true. I have gotten that a few times. So much pain. I feel like that tells you a lot about the person you're dealing with, like which one of those two they go with. Mm-hmm. I've seen... Um... A theory that the reason Kiki delivery service is so popular, especially people our age, is because it is about burnout, which is an experience that a lot of us really can uh, understand and empathize with. Um, true. I I think the part that I empathize the most with was wanting to meet a nice lesbian who does art, I mean, having your life changed by art. That would be nice. Sometimes you have depression, and then you make friends with a lesbian, and then your life is good again. very close to a bunch of animals. What was her name? I'm sorry. The other Art two lesbian. recently watched the movie. I just forgot. I genuinely only remember Kiki and Osano. I kept calling the boy like okay. Tombalt or something like that. <laughs> Tombo, he has Tombo, a last name. Okay. You hear like once. Yeah, uh, like I kept calling him. I, I was talking to my fiance, and I was like Toby or Tombalt or you know, just I kept coming up with other T names because I could not remember his name. So I don't remember anyone else's name besides Kiki That's and Toby Fox Undertale. Yeah, GG. Oh, GG, of course. Bit bitch ass. This made me want a cat so bad. Yeah. Aww. I already wanted one, but I was like, I need, I need a GG. Void cast best cats. <laughs> yes. It, is it about? Yeah, I guess she she does get kind of burnt out when she starts to like lose her powers and stuff. Yeah, she loses her powers because she's uh, she has a lot of passion for what she does, and she just starts seeing less and less results from it, and she stops enjoying it. And as she starts to get more and more burned out, the less and less her uh, she can use her magic until eventually she loses her magic until she gets like 
until she that looks spark. at a, a painting that a lesbian made. <laughs> it's because she sees joy in the world again instead of just people mistreating her. Yeah. I, I, I agree, but I also think that's like just part of the movie. Oh, I, yeah. I think why it's something so many people can relate to is because it's about like finding your thing, like finding the thing that you do better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think it also shows that like recovery from burnout and like things like that aren't linear. Cause like at the end, depending on which version you watch, uh, she doesn't hear Gigi talking still, which implies that she still hasn't fully gotten her powers back. Um, which is kind of interesting. It's like, it takes so long to recover from burnout and things like that. So if you're looking at it from that angle, it's like, Oh, okay. She's, this isn't perfect. Like you don't have to be hundred percent back once you found your thing. Like it could still take some time to, to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. I, I have a different read on Gigi. Okay. I, I don't think Gigi is actually talking. Oh, the like whole time. Every, every time Gigi says something, it's voicing her insecurity. Oh. Like every line he has is like some like self-doubting ass, like from the very beginning when she's like, I'm going to use the broom that I made. And he's like, ah, don't you want to use your mom's broom? Cause it doesn't suck. <laughs> huh? That's interesting. So, right? so when, that's uh, a good reading. She's being able to talk, to talk to him. It's her coming into her own confidence. Um, you know, she's she's able to rely on others, too, not just Gigi. Hmm. I like that. I have to rewatch it with that in mind. It's much easier to dislike Gigi if you watch subs. <laughs> <laughs> when you watch the dub, it's just like, oh, Phil Hartman. <laughs> Lost too soon. Hmm. Like, how can you not like Phil Hartman? He's He's just like a guy. <laughs> He is just a guy. Everybody loved Phil Hartman. It's really I'm, sad. I'm not sure if I fully agree with that interpretation because doesn't she... She stops being able to understand him when she's most filled with self-doubt. So wouldn't she... In that theory, wouldn't she start no longer being able to hear him when she becomes more confident after her burnout? Hmm. I'll... I guess it is textually in the movie how she figures out that she's losing her powers. She's like, I can't hear Gigi. Mm-hmm. I can't hear him. I've I've also heard the idea that she like projecting an imaginary friend onto Gigi, and that the reason she stops being able to hear him is because she's growing up and yeah. abandoning her childish things. It, it is very much a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. I hear I'm gonna. I'm going to express a hot take. This Uh-oh. might be a little too spicy. Uh-oh. Um, so I'm prepared for the consequences. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm bracing myself. Art has nuance. <gasps> oh my gosh. Bullshit. You're making that up. Who told you can that? We, can we talk more about the lesbian? We can talk <laughs> more about the lesbian. Okay, so she's, she's gay because Gigi makes like a homophobic joke. When when he's like, oh, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go back and she's gonna paint me, and Gigi's like, you're gonna pose nude. Oh, I didn't like, even catch bruh. that. She's like 13. Yeah. I think I was so I was so offended by 
the fact that they would make that joke about a kid, I didn't even look at it in like a lesbian light. I was just like, oh. Light that's, that's the difference between you and me, Kiki. And that's fair. I, I do not I'm, have I'm the lesbian all... experience, <laughs> so. <laughs> I look at everything. <laughs> it's lesbian tinted <laughs> glasses. <laughs> it's like rose tinted glasses, but it's the rose stained glass window from Revolutionary Girl Utena. <laughs> that's that's what the lesbian glasses look like. Nice. Um, K- Kiki is not a lesbian, but her boyfriend kind of kind of has T boy swag. I don't know if I would call him her boyfriend. I think they're just friends. I don't think there's any romantic interest on her part. Okay, yeah. I think I would agree with that. She seemed very put off when he was like first introducing her, introducing himself to her. And then it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, maybe I want friends. And that's when she was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go talk to him. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little biased by the first time I saw the movie, which was with my partner at the time, who just dressed like that. Oh, uh. <laughs> that's valid. <laughs> and I, I wasn't Kiki. It took a while to make that connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gosh, I'm trying to think. Because I didn't see Kiki's delivery service till really late in life. Like. Maybe late 20s. Because honestly, honestly, I haven't seen very many um, Ghibli movies. Same. This was like my fifth, fifth Ghibli movie, I think. Oh, I, I watched Porco seen... Rosso the other night. Yeah, Porco Rosso. Uh, I've seen Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, what's the one with the... How's Moving this one in okay? Spirited Away. Let's go to the Valley of nope. the Wind. I've, I've never you seen... You haven't seen Spirited Away? Not all in one Ooh. sitting. You're coming over. <laughs> <laughs> Get over here! Uh, what else have I not seen? Um, never seen Howl's. Never seen how, how is this good? All in one sitting. I feel like there's another one I've caught. Apple like guys, the wind rises. Oh, no, you know what? I have seen the one with the little soot spirits. Totoro. That's... I've seen Totoro. Oh, Totoro is my favorite. Spirited away. I think they're in both. No. Yeah. My neighbor Totoro, they have all the sit spirits living up in the um, shed. Mm-hmm. And that's like the first thing is the younger sister that's sees cool. the sit spirits. Ghibli, Ghibli universe. Ghibli cinematic universe. Timeline theory. Oh, <laughs> so I, apparently the city that Kiki's takes place in is based off of Stockholm. Yeah. Oh. That tracks. The, the city is such a major element. It's almost like a character in its own right. Mm-hmm. I, I love media like that. Um, Crime and Punishment. I still need to read that. Yeah, I've never read it either. Um, it takes place in St. Petersburg. And St. Petersburg is just like, has so many bridges. <laughs> like dozens of bridges. 
the architecture in Kiki's is really diverse. Sometimes it seems like the movie is just kind of like showing it off. It's it's very much, I think, the spectacle of animation and like the beauty of urban spaces. It's not it's not that deep. <laughs> it's not that deep. Sometimes you go in the woods and get attacked by crows. And sometimes you help an old lady bake a delicious baked good for her granddaughter who doesn't give a fuck about her. I was going to say her ungrateful granddaughter. That made me so mad. Who is your not boyfriend's friend. So you still have to hang out with her. I was hoping at some point she would say something, not like directly confrontational, but be like, man, isn't it so great to be grateful for the things that our friends and family members do? Wink, your, wink. Your, your, great, your grandmother and her domestic partner made you a delicious pumpkin and herring pie. And like, I'll be, I don't like pumpkin or herring, but I would still be grateful yeah. if somebody made me a pie like that. Oh my god, you wouldn't eat it. <laughs> You I know what? I would try it. You say, "Hmm, I, I love you, Grandma. This is disgusting. This is great. I'm going to put this in the fridge for leftovers, and then never eats it." Mm, I would, but I would. Pairing. When when people cook for me, I'll eat it. I don't care. I don't care if, if I fucking hate it. I'll eat it because they made it for me. How could I be so ungrateful that someone who spent time cooking for me? Yes, yes, like, clown, clown on that fake cartoon character girl. Yes. Look, I cook. That's a lot of yes! <laughs> No, it is, it is so much work. It is so much work. And if someone's making it specifically for me, Dios amigos. <laughs> I don't know why I if... said that. Because <laughs> you're a dork. Maybe. I mean, especially if I found out that, like, somebody had to fire up an old-fashioned stove and just put it in an oven. They had to, like, <laughs> get the firewood out to cook yeah. it. I'd be like, you know what? Okay, fine. I will eat this. Even if I don't care for it, I will still appreciate the love. Mm -hmm. Love never tastes bad. Oh, that, that scene of them cooking in, like, a, like, rustic-style oven is really cool. Oh, There's a lot cool. of a lot of love put into depicting like folksy or everyday activities in animation. Yeah. It's kind of um conservative. <laughs> it's kind of a conservative movie. A little bit. Yeah. I was definitely talking with my fiance on after we watched the movie, and like it feels very much like a lot of the movie is about like the new versus the old, and like uh -huh. how back in the old days, like which is left when they were thirteen, and nowadays that's like way too young to leave, yeah, and the, the charm, of being a witch. <laughs> yeah, and the charm that like old fashioned things have versus like the newness of like the blimps and stuff like that, and you can definitely look at it from like a ooh, this is a little sketch angle in a conservative way, but there's also kind of a niceness to like. Traditions can be a good thing. And, yeah. You know. Well, it's it's conservative, not in the like sense of American politics. Yeah. One step away from mask off fascism. <laughs> yeah. Um, but conservative in the way that Japanese media tends to be. The emphasis on 
like community values and stuff, which is not necessarily bad. I think we should just be aware of the the undertones. Yeah, it can be a slippery slope if you're not careful. We start with we start with bacon, fucking pumpkin and herring pies in an old school oven. <laughs> Next thing you know. I don't know. <laughs> Bad things. You don't know where you're going with that? Political oligarchy, I guess. I don't I don't really know that much about Japanese politics. There's a diet. Yes, there is a diet. <laughs> Who's the prime minister of Japan? You know, I don't remember. It's not Abe, because Abe, even though he was against gay marriage, did get his back blown up by some dude. Oh! (laughs) Oh! You are cooking. Look, Abe fucking sucked. We can all agree. Uh, Which is why why you should play Persona 5, because the uh, overarching villain of Persona 5 is... uh, Abe. Uh, I was going to say, I've been watching Princess Jellyfish and characters in that show are members of a political family. And one of them is just Shinzo Abe. (laughs) It's just (laughs) Abe. He's such like a feral, like horny idiot who just like loves to see his nephew cross dress. I see. Yeah, the Abe stand in in that series is really funny. Uh, the current prime minister of Japan is uh, Fumio Kishida. That's cool. Hey, necessary tangents come for the media critiques, stay for the geopolitics. <laughs> mm. Critique is a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> Critique, such I'm as sorry. lesbian artist, good. Yes. The cat maybe can talk? It's really sad that Phil Hartman got murdered. What? Phil Hartman got murdered. That's why at oh. the end of the movie it says in memory of Phil Hartman. He got murdered by his spouse. Andy Dick oh. sold her cocaine. I Andy Dick killed Phil Hartman. Kind of, not really. <laughs> it's a thing. He got punched in the face for it. Dang. I had no idea. Oh my god, I didn't know that's how he died. Yeah, that's that's why it's really sad when Gigi stops talking in the dub. Because it's like, we lost Phil Hartman forever. Uh, Phil Hartman co-developed Pee-wee Herman and wrote Pee-wee Herman's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, along with, uh, what's his face? Paul Ribbon. Also recently passed away. Um... But I feel like most people would probably know him best either from this movie or other voice work, like uh, a bunch of side characters on The Simpsons. Yeah, he was Troy McClure. Yeah, Troy McClure. That's the one I know him for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like how we're just not talking about the huge action set piece at the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, the super fucking cool one with the airship? With the blimp, yeah. it feels almost like it comes out of nowhere because so much of the film is like cute and peaceful and this little girl doing things and suddenly there's like (laughs) a giant blimp that's about to crash into everything and kill a bunch of people just like based off of our cultural memory of the Hindenburg oh the humanity um seeing a blimp in a film is like evidence enough that enough that some uh, something bad is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I, I was literally that's all I could blimp. think of. 
<laughs> well, I mean, has has anything ever ha- good happened on a blimp in a uh, Miyazaki movie? May- I don't know. Maybe. What Does every blimp, single sorry, time one's shown up? Uh, there. I'm pretty sure there's one in Pocoroso. Uh, there's okay. there's one in uh one of the Lupin the Third movies. Cagliostro. No, not that one. A different one. Oh. That's not a Miyazaki movie. They've done a couple. This it's the one where um oh what's the femme fatale that Lupin's always trying to have sex with? Jigen? No, femme fatale. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's mask fatale. Yeah. The lady thief. What's her name? This is gonna drive me wacky tobacky. Anyway, there's there's a scene where she's uh she breaks out of a blimp and beats up a whole bunch of people wearing only a. Uh... See, I don't remember the context of why she's not wearing any clothes. Uh, uh. She throws on like <laughs> a uh, like a tablecloth and just beats the shit out of a bunch of people with her pussy out. Good and she has to like jump onto a plane. She's really cool. <laughs> I'm quite fond of her. Kiki. Fujiko. Yes, but Kiki. Kiki's other a little reserved. No, yes. this Kiki. Oh. Other Kiki. Oh. Yes. What's your what's your favorite Ghibli movie? Um, I'll be honest, this one almost knocked my favorite off the top. Uh I've like I said, I've only seen five. And Totoro is my favorite, uh, just because it's uh-huh. so cute and adorable. But this one, like came really really close to knocking it off and i think i might have to watch totoro again and if it does and it's, it's uh, been a while since i've seen yeah. totoro so i'm like if i if i rewatch totoro and it doesn't live up to the magic that i felt while watching kiki this one might be my new favorite not gonna lie yo yeah what uh do you watch other anime I do. I'm not like very disciplined about it, but I've seen like a smattering <laughs> of a lot disciplined. of disciplined. <laughs> I just yeah, feel like I, I would say this this friend There's... group maybe throws off that. Because <laughs> <laughs> what I mean by that is, We're like, there are very stuff. few anime that I could say I've fully completed, and some of that is because when I finished watching what was available, it was completed, and then like more seasons uh-huh. came out or a reboot happened. Oh, that's um, so So, like, you know, like I could say I think that there's maybe like three that I can say four, three or four off the top of my head that I can say I fully completed, and then everything else I've like watched one season of, and then never came back when it was the second season, or I haven't seen the movies or something like that. But I do watch I do watch other anime when I can. You could be watching anime right now. Dang! All right, thanks. Bye. I mean, <laughs> just, just kidding. Anime. A really good place to do that is in fact. My weekly movie nights. Hey-o. I know. I'm so sad that I have not, I haven't been able to go. It, my nights are just always so like I'm either so busy or I'm just zoned out from being busy. And I'm like, one of these days, one of these days, I'm going to catch a movie night. Um, at least it's it's really funny getting pinged on Thursday nights at the exact same time for your movie night and for tech and locals. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the exact same time. I'm like, Amazing. Look at fun things I'd rather be doing. <laughs> I am at work. Oh. I mean, no one will notice if you have uh, Over the Garden Wall, which is what we're currently watching. Oh, oh that's so good. That. Yeah. It was a toss up. Uh, we 
it was a toss up uh, last month. We were either going to do Over the Garden Wall or um, Dark Place, and Dark Place won. But I'm the highway man. I really, really, really want to watch Over the Garden Wall, and no one gets to decide that but me. Uh, but we recently just finished um, Tonkatsu DJ, which is an amazing short anime about uh, the son of a local tonkatsu sh- uh, restaurant owner uh, has to make a delivery of tonkatsu to a club where he meets like a world famous DJ and he discovers that all of the skills he learned making tonkatsu would translate into becoming a DJ. So he becomes a oh. DJ. <laughs> what a... Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I... And it, it turns out he actually has like the chops for it because he just has a good natural set of he has a good ear for good music and a good sense of rhythm and he's really driven to do well so he does hmm, that's cool it's I, very I love, cute it's very cute i love anime about people breaking into an industry mm-hmm. uh, we are also watching uh pop teen epic just the first season i have not I have not seen very much of Pop Team Epic, but there's like I've seen like I think two or three episodes maybe, and there's one in like one of the first two episodes that sometimes I'll just be going about my day and I'll just think about the bit and I will just have to stop everything I'm doing because it made me crack up so much and it still does every time I think about it. So you, I can say that, that you just can't stop thinking of Hell Uh, I don't know which that which one that one is. Oh, that would have been just such a fir- fucking perfect Hellshaky Auto. Okay, this is this is not a joke. I am talking. I'm talking to you, the audience. You <laughs> need to watch. If you're gonna watch anime, there are two episodes of anime you need to watch. Mm-hmm. Pop Team Epic season one and Pop Team Epic season two both have an episode about Hellshaky Auto, and they are the peak of anime. No anime has ever been as good. As the bits about Helshakiano. You heard Interesting. Her. I'll have to go uh, have to go check that out because I definitely did not I'm looking at this right now and it says it's episode seven of season one and I did not get that far. I can guarantee you that, but it does sound interesting. I'm also extremely biased because absurdist humor is exactly my jam, and Pop Teen Epic is just rapid fire absurdist humor references and references. Including some of the like the deepest cuts I've ever seen. Uh, really? I had to watch a video to explain one segment and wow. what it was referencing. And it was referencing like an obscure streamer, a famous Japanese gay porn, a different <laughs> oh, person's boy. catchphrase. It was wild. That's but good. Pop Team Epic is I, good. I think that's probably my biggest problem with Pop Team Epic is like whenever I get it, it lands super great. But I feel like most of the time it's like jokes that are going over my head because I don't get a reference or maybe my brain's just not up to because you ha- your brain has to be going fast yeah. to like be on the same level as Pop Team Epic. And like some days I'm like, mm, this is not this is not it. <laughs> Pop Team Epic like um, Princess Jellyfish because most of the cast is Fujoshi. So there's lots of obscure references about their obsessions. And it's like, of course, you don't know what the train girl is talking about or what the three (laughs) kingdoms girl is talking about or what the girl who's obsessed with old men is talking about. Their references are out of touch. 
because they're Fujoshi. Smart. <laughs> uh, but it's like a ch- it's like a chance for the author to like pepper in her <laughs> useless trivia. <laughs> gotta put this in somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Pop Teen Epic is a show where if you get every single reference, you need to go outside. <laughs> like go for a walk. Go you to like a coffee me. store and meet new people. You were too online. You can't make me do that. Yes, I can. Well, we go for walks all the time. And um, that's that's true, actually. Um, so I... Kiki's Kiki's delivery service with the Kiki's. The Kiki's. I, the fe- Kiki. I feel like we covered it. I don't, I don't know. Is there anything that we are missing? I well, I guess I want to appreciate Osanu's husband who has one line. Oh my god! Spends the rest of the movie just kind of being like a cute himbo. God, he's so <laughs> cool. When he shows off for Gigi. Yeah, he's so adorable. He's uh, just a giant. Like I his, love when. His, when oh, go ahead. His wife just adopts a random young girl, and he's just like, "Yeah, okay. Well, oh, we have a kid know. on the way, and we're and we're already adopting a kid. Yeah, sure. The, totally the old dog." who helps oh, Gigi escape. I do love that dog. The way he shuts the door behind him, he like bumps it with his hip. He's so Such cute. Dog. I've, I've seen dogs do that. Dogs are smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's There's good. so many like, little um, cute smart things in the movie. What, what else? The girl at the beginning? The snarky cat? I love that Gigi's always just like, I don't like that cat. And then it, <laughs> in the he end. Balls for a snarky cat. Yep. It's words. Yeah, his cat girlfriend. What What was her name? Oh, gosh. Sophie? Sophia? Something like that. It was kind of like sophisticated sounding. I also um, love Kiki's family. Like, they're very supportive. Like, they're like, obviously, like you know, wary about her having to go off. Oh, but yeah. they're just like so full of love and just like, we love you so much. And they get so excited to see the letter from her at the end. And that, oh, it's so cute. It's so wholesome. Her her mom's character design is really strong considering you only see it a couple times. True. The way her hair is like poofing out of her bandana. Mm-hmm. It just like go- comes out at an angle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. And her dad who's just like some guy who married yeah he's just like a random NPC (laughs) I I think that's I think that's everything yeah I can't think of anything else the bread looks very good I could eat that bread bread yes it's amazing yeah I can't think of anything else I feel like we've covered most of the big stuff oh so my my partner who I was watching the movie with thought that like the sign that they make Kiki is made out of bread. And they were like, that always struck me as not very realistic. Like, how could you bake bread like that? And I'm like, I thought it was wood. I uh, see. I thought it was bread too, but then they kept showing it and I was like, that should have molded by now. <laughs> <laughs> is it supposed to be bread? It just so looks maybe like wood. It is wood. I don't oh, know. Oh, do you mean on the front? Of the store, yeah, they, yeah, they no, that's wood made to look like bread. Okay, that it's, makes sense. It's just very intricately carved wood. 
that that's cute that you thought it was bread too yeah i totally thought it was bread i was like well it makes sense because he's a baker and it does look like it and so i was like oh oh that's really cute they just they like got up early and he like braided the bread or something like that and then it kept happening and i was like either he's making a new one every morning or (laughs) they paid a local artisan yes community craftsmanship These these young folks don't even know about herring and pumpkin pie. Uh, airplanes. Ghibli movie, gotta have some airplanes. Aviation. Mm-hmm. Watching Porco Rosso the other night, it's just like, just that. There's straight up a, a Ghibli engine in the movie. Uh, so I, I watched... Killers of the Flower Moon last night. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, it's the new Martin Scorsese movie. Oh. Um, takes place on Osage land in Oklahoma, and it's about a series of real-life murders of mostly Native women mm-hmm. that led to the creation of the FBI. Huh. Um, I would highly recommend that everybody watch it. Especially if you're feeling kind of frustrated or unbearable with current climate and genocide in Gaza. I want to watch it, but I do not want to spend three and a half hours in the theater. So I think I'm going to wait for it to come out and then watch it there. So I can one pause for for bathroom breaks. Three and a half hours. Yeah. I'd be worried that it would be so intense that I'd have to like. There, there definitely are some moments, yes. Yeah. Do you anything you want to plug, Kiki? Ooh, gosh. Uh, since we're talking about anime, if you can find it anywhere, watch Shiki. Uh, it's a good horror vampire, uh, horror anime. Uh, definitely not oh. the same vibes as Kiki. If you like Kiki and that's like your primary thing, do not watch it. But if you like horror <laughs> anime, if you like horror anime watch Shiki, which is very different from Kiki. Very different from Kiki. Don't get them confused. Shiki, Kiki. Shiki, Kiki, Shiki. Kiki. Oh, if we're talking about horror, you should check out World of Horror. It's an indie game. It's really good. Cool. It's like an, oh, yeah. Kind of like an adventure game, but not. <laughs> it's It's like a like uh, fake and tosh, like mm-hmm. roguelite turn-based game with Lovecraft and Edo and debilitating status conditions. Looks fun. Mm-hmm. I, might, I might pick it up on on Switch at some point. Yeah, I think it's like twenty bucks, something like that. It's cheap. Oh, Anyways, how sneaky? Yes, yeah, sneaky for the kiki, sneaky kiki. Oh. <laughs> Sneaky, sneaky. Anyways, hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you enjoy the next one when it inevitably comes out. And by inevitably, I mean next week, because these come out every single week. If these Woo-hoo! don't come out every single week, assume I am dead. Oh. <laughs>